it was another Friday night. You all know what that means. Dollar well drinks and dollar drafts. I certainly wasn't in the best mood due to the events that had transpired earlier. Oh, the joys. So, it was the usual Friday night. Same people, same drinks, same order. Just the same all around. After spending a little while out, it was time to go home. I rallied myself to the light rail station. Well, a strange sudden of events happened. When the light rail reached the Central and Camelback station, I noticed I didn't have my cell phone with me. Now gosh darn it, where was my phone? That's right, I left it on the bench at the previous stop. I then raced off the train and ran back as fast as I could. To my luck, the phone was gone. Great, now I have to buy a new phone. I just got that phone a couple months prior. So the game plan for Saturday was to haul my ass back to Cricket and purchase a new phone. I decided to go with a three, yeah, it was a lot, but actually it was slightly better than my last phone. Now for some odd strange reason, I decided to go out. I know, right? I rarely go out on a Saturday night. It was an interesting evening. I ran into a few and for the most part was having a great time. Towards the end of the night, I was hungry, but not hungry for the taco stand, but more so Denny's. Now since I didn't want to pay the money for a cab, and this was way before Uber was in full swing, I decided to walk to Denny's. I did eventually make it to Denny's, but wasn't planning on a table for two. As I approached 3rd Avenue, I heard what sounded like someone calling out for me. It was a little odd because this dude just started talking to me like we were old pals. The conversation then took a turn that I wasn't expecting. He was wanting to hang with me. I was really lucky, I thought to myself. Of course, I was interested in what he had to offer. Therefore, I continued chatting with him as we were walking down the street. Somehow, he ended up going to Denny's with me. Unfortunately, I was the one paying. This dude ordered practically the most expensive thing on the menu. I wasn't too thrilled, because my meal was only about $7-ish, and his was almost $13. But the kicker was after we left Denny's, he needed my help with his girlfriend. Okay, but the part he left out was that she was in jail. Now with her being in jail, the only way she can call him was to have money put into her account. I still fathom how my debit card was used to add money to her account. Maybe I had a little too much libations that night, or maybe it was the smooth-talking con artist that I would eventually soon have the pleasure of meeting. Well, then he needed to do something for a friend really quick and told me to start walking and meet him back up near the Camelback and Central Light Rail Station. My stupid self complied and waited for probably an hour or so for him to call me. When he called me, we met back up at the canal. We then headed to a friend's place to chill. Keep it straight, even this dude somehow was sketchy as well.
It was a little daunting when we arrived at his friend's house. His friend answered the door, and we went inside. His friend introduced himself to me as Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia led the two of us to a room in the back of the house. Him and Andy were in chairs at a table, and I sat on the bed. Just the odd actions of these two individuals certainly got my attention. It started to become clear that these guys were probably drug dealers of the sort. How in the hell did I get into this weird clan of people? Initially, I was very nervous. I said very little and didn't quite engage quickly enough in the conversation. Well, golly gee, maybe since I was sitting there watching them, I guess, organize and measure out piles of white powder, odd. So we were just chilling and fooling around with our phones. The guy seemed to take notice of my phone. He was very intrigued with my Huawei Mercury from Cricket Wireless. He asked to see it, and I handed it over to him with no qualms. He scrolled through the screens a bit, almost like kicking the tires, and he told me that he wanted to get a phone like mine. He acknowledged that my phone was really cool. Well, it had to be, because at the time, this phone was the top of the line. Most expensive phone was Cricket Wireless. Soon later, me and this guy left the house to go ride around. We rode around a few blocks of the city on his bike with me on the handlebars. I was terrified of falling off. Now earlier in the evening after Denny's, you know, when he was able to convince me to use my debit card to load money onto a prepaid calling account for his girlfriend who was in jail. Yeah, because normally you have to load money onto an account before they can make outgoing calls to their family and friends. So that whole ordeal of him using my debit card continued to not sit well with me. My instinct was that he probably saved the card number, or worse. So I called my bank and reported the card lost and had the card canceled. So we rode around for a bit, but somehow we ended up back at the ATM. I was starting to have a feeling that I was getting taken for. Essentially, the both of us standing at the ATM with him practically hovering over me, urgently waiting for me to withdraw cash. Now, since I had reported my debit card lost from earlier in the evening, the ATM blocked the transaction and didn't return the card. The machine practically swallowed it up, kept the card. So since I reported the card lost and canceled it, the ATM did not return the card. So while I was dealing with the ATM issue, he had stepped a few yards away to make a phone call. So when he came back, he wanted to know where the money was. I explained to him that the ATM took my card and did not spit out any cash, and it said transaction declined. Well, this was true. The ATM did block the transaction and did not return my debit card. Now, this ultimately wasn't what I was wanting, because now I didn't have an active debit card. I would have to wait for a new one to come in the mail in about 7 to 10 days. Although, this guy would now not be getting any more additional money from me. It was now Sunday early morning, 
and it sure didn't look like I was going to make it into church. As one of my last phone calls for a while, I made a call to the church notifying that I wasn't going to be making it in that morning. Now, what all happens next could have been avoided if I had made it to church. After settling the ATM issue, apparently now his phone wasn't working, so he claimed, and he needed to borrow mine. So without really thinking, I handed my phone over to him. Then he got back on his bike, then he told me to start walking ahead of him, and that he would follow close behind. So while I was walking, I turned back and saw him open the casing of my phone, reach inside, grab something, and then throw that certain something onto the ground. I then noticed him take something from his phone and place it into my phone. I later then learned that he basically dumped my SD memory card onto the ground and inserted his own SD memory card into my phone. Little did I know, this dude was practically stealing my phone. It appeared evident because he then rode up next to me and told me to meet him about a mile up the street as he was going to ride on ahead and do an errand really quick. All the while, me asking for my phone back, he said I would get it back once we were to meet up at the spot about a mile up the road. I made it to the spot where I was to meet him, you know, the place that was about a mile up the road. The place was a bar, so by this time, the people inside were pretty much cleaning from the evening before. So I walked in and asked, did anyone with a bike come through here? They responded back with a fast no, and I was then left to wonder. I didn't even know this dude's name. So I guess I'll call him Phone Stealer. I didn't even know where he went, and where in the hell was my phone? The only thing I could do was walk back to Andy's house. Luckily, I still knew where it was. When he answered the door, he asked me where me and the other guy went because we were supposed to only go up the street and back. I was almost in tears explaining that he stole my phone. Well, somehow, Andy knew some people and started to make some phone calls. He called around for about a couple hours and it turned out we would be able to get my phone back, but at a price. So I'm inside Andy's house almost the rest of the day, as it took about eight hours to find out where my phone was. Here's the kicker. I would have to pay the guy, phone stealer, about $200 in order to get my phone back. Well, damn, the phone cost me already about $400. I guess wanting to get my phone back, I agreed. Since I had a stash of cash at home, Andy's neighbor offered to give me a ride home to get the cash. We hightailed it to my house to grab the $200 in cash that I had. Then we headed back up to downtown Phoenix. Once we got back to Andy's house, Andy took my cash, got on his bike, and then headed out to the meeting spot to make the exchange for my phone. So about two hours later, my phone was back. 
my SD card was of course missing, but phone stealers were still inserted into the phone. This is where things would start to go bad. Phone stealer came back to Andy's house in a drug-induced rage. He wanted his SD card back, and he wanted it back ASAP. But because I wasn't getting it out of the phone fast enough, he spewed out phrases of the sort like, I'm going to fuck you up, I'm going to kill you. This is essentially how the hit was placed on me. There. He had his SD card back. He had an extra $200, and I had my phone back. Well, apparently, that wasn't good enough for him. With the cartel, he placed a hit out for me. Basically, I was stuck in this small house, hostage, and couldn't leave. Why couldn't I leave? Well, Andy said that if I were to walk out that front door, my body would be floating in the canal behind the house. Andy said that phone stealer would be back with an arsenal. This assumed it would be guns and such. I was terrified. I was scared for my life. I then started to text message everyone in my phone. I needed a ride home and some sort of protection from phone stealer. But no one wanted to help. So I was left to stay in this house, sit close to the ground, and have anxiety and fear of possible gunshots. I was scared that phone stealer would be coming back and that my life would end fairly shortly. Yes, I was practically held hostage in this crack house. I couldn't really call the police because then I would be caught up with what these people were doing and I really didn't need that drama. But essentially, maybe it would have been better to call the police rather than waiting it out. Andy was even scared. He started to put furniture up against the door and windows. We pretty much sat on the floor behind a couch with the lights off. It was like time stood still. I rode it out to the early morning. It was a Monday. Once daylight hit, I grabbed my stuff and ran out the front door. I ran so fast back to the light rail, I didn't even look back. I just kept running and running. I wanted to get away from this whole experience. This whole weekend was upsetting. It basically was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from hell. Never did I want to go through that again. But the bigger question is, where were my supposed friends at? Why could no one even bother to help me out in a time of need? I just needed a simple ride home at the time because I didn't want to risk walking out in the open for phone stealer and the cartel to find me. I mean, did I want my body floating in the canal? 